0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is Molly. And I'm Kristen. And today, Kristen and I are going to discuss what a feminist looks like. This has been um, sort of a hard topic to research because... We can't find an answer.
1: Right. Uh, as we will discuss at length, um, the definition of feminism is far ranging from positive to really negative. Yeah. Um, and Molly, when when we started talking about talking about and researching feminism, the first thing that I thought about was uh, um, a publication geared towards women. Uh, that circulated throughout the Southeast and I would pick it up every now and then because it was free. And at, at the end of every magazine, they had this section, just one page that said, I'm not a feminist, but dot, dot, dot. And each one would have, you know, some kind of sassy quote like, I'm not a feminist, but I think men should do more grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and it always kind of irked me a little bit because I didn't understand why there was a need to to say, well, I, I'm not a feminist, but some kind of statement about gender equality. Like why is it such a why is it such a bad label? Why should we be scared of it? I
2: know. It's that was really what struck out to me in this research was that, you know, no one is willing to call themselves a feminist almost.
1: It seems like that today, especially among women, younger women of our generation, maybe in their like teens, early mid-20s.
2: Yeah. I mean, we think about old school feminists, someone like, I mean, I don't want to say she's old school, but like Gloria Steinem. Very, old school in a good way. In a good way. Very associated with sort of the historic feminist movement. Mm-hmm. She says that a feminist is anyone who recognizes the equality and full humanity of women and men. That's a nice definition. I mean, that shouldn't be a problem, I think, for anyone to apply to yeah. themselves. But uh, then I was reading uh, up on another uh, illustrious figure also associated with empowering women, uh, Jerry Halliwell. Of Spice Girl fame? Spice Girls. I don't know if you remember the Spice Girls were all about girl power. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of a way of, you know, motivating girls to get equal with men, right? Sure. When Jerry Hallowa was asked by a British publication if she was a feminist, she said she associated feminism with bra-burning lesbianism. Ooh, she wow. thought it was very unglamorous. It didn't celebrate anything feminine. And she thought it was really sort of demoralizing and emasculating towards men. Yikes. So I think that shows sort of, um, I mean, I don't want to draw direct lines between Gloria Steinem and Jerry Hallowell, but, you know.
1: It's definitely a generational shift on whether feminist is a good term or a bad term. Right, and I think that those two definitions really show like the two ends of the spectrum. So to pull it back into the middle a little bit, because the discussion that Molly and I are having today isn't meant to convince anyone of feminism or that they should start calling themselves a feminist, but rather to talk about really what it is in today's world. So Molly, the most neutral definition of feminism I could find was in Webster's Dictionary. And according to old Webster, feminism is the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes and organized activity on behalf of women's rights and is- interests. So this is a little closer to the Steinem definition, but I think that that's really, I mean, you can't get more neutral than Webster, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there you go. But still, why won't women apply it to themselves today? Do you think that just women today don't like labels? I think that you and I are in our, in our mid-twenties, and I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, but I would say that, that our generation maybe shies away from using labels mm-hmm. more than maybe older people do. There was a survey in the book, The F Word, Feminism in Je- Jeopardy, uh, that asked 300, uh, self-selected, college-educated women whether or not they, they liked the term feminism. And 68% of them did not want to be confined by labels, first of all, and found that the word feminism really chafed them the most. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's because of the political and social baggage that it has. It's possible. You know, I was reading in the
2: article that you wrote, How Feminism Works, that because something like feminism is associated with abortion rights, for example, Mm -hmm. that sort of scares away people who, women who might be more conservative about social issues like that, but still believe in equality. Right.
1: I think a perfect example of The politics surrounding feminism was the controversy around Sarah Palin, Alaska governor, calling herself a feminist in an interview with Katie Couric. At first, Couric asked, you know, whether or not she would consider herself a feminist and mother of five, governor, went back to work, what, two weeks after having her youngest child, called herself a feminist. Okay. At the same time, she is anti-abortion anti-sex education doesn't meet all of those, if you will, political qualifications usually ascribed to feminism.
2: Right. And then in a later interview, she totally recanted and said she wasn't a feminist, I think because maybe, you know, she got that sort of kickback that, you know, from both sides, how can you be a feminist from both Republicans and Democrats are probably saying that to her. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we had Barack Obama on the cover of Miss Magazine saying, he had a T-shirt on. He was standing like Superman. He said, this is what a feminist looks like. Mm-hmm. And this T-shirt's become pretty famous. The This is What a Feminist Looks Like T-shirt.
1: Right, Molly. The This is What a Feminist Looks Like T-shirt were first developed by uh, the Feminist Majority that publishes Ms. Magazine. And they put out a video of men and women talking about, you know, what feminism is. And this is what a feminist looks like. And, and you know, it's women of all different races, sizes, men, and I think the f- funniest one was a man who, who said that his wife called him a feminist and he said that he had to he had to go look it up first because he wasn't exactly sure exactly what she meant. Yeah. And this video got
2: somewhat criticized because can you have people using the term that don't know what it means? Can you have people who just um, put feminism on like a T-shirt? Mm-hmm and are all happy about it, but do they actually live out what it means? Right. Um It was sort of a a glamour shot, I think, for feminism, having all these celebrities talk about how, you know, they shave their legs and wear short skirts, but they're still feminists. Right. They have good sex. They're attractive. Like, don't be scared, girls. <laughs> it's all for you. People will still like you if you're a feminist. And men, too. Like, like, Kristen brought up this guy who didn't even know what it means, but that Barack Obama cover had a lot of controversy around it. Can you have a man... Um, who has sort of innate privilege in this society be a
1: feminist. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, I think you'd be hard pressed to find many feminists who would say that absolutely not men cannot, you know, believe in the theory of feminism and gender equality. But some, some just don't like for men to be able to share that label. There are some groups that simply refer to men who ascribe to feminist theory as pro-feminist rather Mm -hmm. than feminist, sort of reserving that label for women specifically.
2: Right. So let's consider of the women who use it today, mm-hmm. what would second wave feminists think of them? When we think about sort of traditional feminists, what would they think of our feminist choices today?
1: I think there's been a big debate about uh, whether or not feminism is still alive and well today because it looks a lot different from the feminism of the 60s and 70s. We're still fighting for a lot of the, the same things such as workplace equality and protection from violence against women and reproductive rights. But we may be going about it in a different way. A couple of examples of what younger feminists today are doing that I can think of just off the top of my head uh, would be the take back the night events that happen on campuses, college campuses all over the country and the March for women's lives. And the thing is, Feminism today might look different from what was going on in the 60s and 70s, but I think a lot of what girls today are doing are really working to protect what second wave feminists won for us. I
2: think you're right, Kristen. I think that even choices that might seem to be counterintuitive to the things that those women won for us are still part of the feminist movement. Mm -hmm. Um, As an example, you know, more and more women are stay-at-home moms, and this might seem contradictory to what... Uh, someone like Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan were trying to achieve, but the fact that they have the choice to do that is still at the center of the feminist movement, right?
1: Exactly. And I think that when we're talking about what a feminist looks like, can you answer it exactly? No, but I think that the thing you have to keep in mind is at the center of feminism and its broad range of definitions, positive, negative, whatever, it all boils down to, to choice.
2: Right. And so it was never um a prescriptive movement. It was never like you must go to work and you must, you know, not shave your legs. But it's become associated with that. But the fact that it was about choice means that you basically have the choice to look into the mirror and say, this is what
1: a feminist looks like. Yeah, A feminist can, of course, like you said, shave her legs, wear high heels, wear a pink dress, whatever she wants to do, whether that's at home or in the workplace, because that's what the first feminist won for us. Exactly. So... All right. Well, I think we solved that mystery, Kristen. <laughs> if you want to learn more about feminism and its history, you can read How Feminists Works by, well, by me, actually. I'm very own Kristen. On HowStuffWorks.com. And if you have any questions or comments for me and Molly, you can email us at MomStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
0: not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life.
1: PNC Bank,
0: brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com
2: slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the Adoption Drive and to see full terms and conditions.
1: Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad
0: Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.